The college football experience, South Florida Bulls 2023 season preview episode on the Sports Gambling Podcast Networks brought to you by our very own Patreon. Yes, score exclusive perks, content, and contests, including our NFL win totals contest with a thousand dollar prize. Join today at sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash Patreon. We're also brought to you by Game Time. Download the Game Time app to get last minute tickets at the lowest price guaranteed. Use the promo code CFBX for $20 off. And remember, as always, folks, to let it ride. This is Mike Leach, uh, head football coach at Mississippi State, and you're listening to SGPN Let It Ride. Yes! Woo! Welcome! Welcome to the college football experience! South Florida Bowls 2023 season preview. I'm excited to talk bowls as that song will just keep playing if I keep letting it. And we maybe we should do an episode like that. But uh look, this is a South, this is a USF pod right here. Talking about the South Florida Bulls and Alex Galesh, the brand new hire. I'm excited to talk bowl football. Uh, and Jeff Scott era came to an end a year ago. We're gonna dive into all that. We'll dive into the offense, the defense, uh, special teams, how the transfer portal treated uh, USF, bringing in a new coach. You normally get chaos when that happens. Uh, and we'll go game by game like the Avon lady here, door by door, talking about how. The SF Bowls will look in 2023. Hopefully, you're watching on YouTube, youtube.com slash the college experience. And perhaps you're wondering just who the hell you're listening to. Well, my name is Colby Swiggin' Dantabase Dan, aka Pick Dundee. That's not a pick, this is a pick. He was raised in the land down under, where a man thinks on his feet, speaks with his fists, and lives by his wits. When Dundee happened, he was a superstar. I'm probably drinking too much and celebrating too much and not sleeping. Would have killed a normal man, but nah, nah, that's gone. The medical advice I got from that was was like being hit by lightning. Pretend it never happened and get on with your life. You got to pretend last season never happened if you're a USF fan. Uh, Solo Dundee episode here, but we're going to have Michael Barker joining us a little bit, talking about his experiences down to Tampa, Raymond James Stadium. As there's some rumbling, some good news headed uh, your way if you're a USF Bulls fan, and Michael Barger will be talking about it. Uh, but look, this is a program that, you know, it's almost shocking to me that I look around and I see UCF in the Big 12. Because if you went back through the years here, you know, I really feel like. Jim Levitt had this program rolling and they made a mistake to get rid of him. So they, they jumped to the uh, FBS essentially in uh, what? 97, 1997, five and six season year one. 
Year two, they go eight and three. They're number twenty-two in the nation. Year three, seven and four. But then seven and four, eight and three, nine and two, seven and four. And then in two thousand four, just a little little uh, you know clunker there. Four four and seven, but jumps back six and six, nine and four, nine and four, eight and five, eight and five. I mean, one of those years they were top ten. Uh, I mean, really from. 1998 to 2010, so 13 football seasons. They had only one losing season. So you're probably asking yourself, if you're a USF fan, how the hell did UCF? They were in the MAC back then. Get to a Power Five, and I think that's a big theme of the show because USF wants to get there, and they have the potential to get there. And maybe Alex Galesh is the right guy for the job. Uh, Coming over from Josh Heupel's offense, Uh, but. Uh, look, we're going to talk all of that. We'll talk the the promise of this fu- of this school, the future, as they are in the AAC, one of the remaining schools in the AAC, with the Tulane Green Wave, the SMU Mustangs, the East Carolina Pirates, the Tulsa Golden Hurricane, the Navy Midshipmen, the Temple Owls, and the Memphis Tigers. Uh, but look, we're going to talk all of that. But uh, look, before we do that, I want to tell you that the college football experience, South Florida Bulls. 2023 season previews brought to you by game time. You can get, I went to the world's biggest cocktail party a few years ago and believe it or not, even though it's, it was at in, you know, Jacksonville at the uh, world's biggest cock, you know, at, I'm sorry, not the world's biggest. It is called the world's biggest cocktail party, but the Jacksonville Jaguar stadium, essentially you would think it'd be easier to get a ticket, but no, those fan bases are legit. And uh, Georgia and Florida, those fan bases travel and show up to that thing. So I already had my flight book, hotel booked, everything, but I didn't have the tickets yet. And I was a uh, man. I was stressing this thing out. Well, look, buying tickets to your favorite event shouldn't be that stressful. Game time is the fast and easy way to buy tickets for all things, for all sports, music, comedy, uh, theater, anything close to you. Um, so you got to check it out with killer deals on last minute tickets and their best price guaranteed. You can stop stressing over tickets and start getting hyped for all the fun you're about to have at the event. Uh, forget planning months in advance. Game time has deals on tickets right up to the day of the event. Uh, get exclusive flash deals on tickets for football, basketball, baseball, concerts, comedy, theater, and more. And look, the game time guarantee is what you need to know about because that means you'll always get the best price. If you find tickets in the same section and row for less game time, will credit you 110% of the difference. Snag the tickets without the stress with game time, download the game time app, create an account, use the promo code CFBX for $20 off your first purchase terms apply again, create an account, redeem with the code CFBX for $20 off. So do all that. Download the game time app. Last minute tickets, lowest price guaranteed. All right, we are back on the college football experience. South Florida Bowls 2023 season preview. And you know, five five years ago we were doing this. We didn't have to worry about uh, you know transfer portal much, but now it's absolutely fucking crazy. So we grade the portal for every team not named Army, Air Force, Navy. And strangely, Clemson. So, let's jump into the South Florida Bulls because obviously, anytime you have you know a coaching change, normally you get radical movement. Uh, departing the uh, the Tampa area, headed elsewhere. De- uh, De- Devon Hicks, linebacker, heads out to Washington State with the Cougars. 
Uh, that, that's going to be an interesting to see how that works out at Wazoo and Pullman. Wide receiver, a Jew, a Jew. He was previously at Clemson. He's now in the portal. I haven't seen, according to 24 7 Sports, if he's landed anywhere yet. I think he's a talented kid, so he should. Safety, Ray Thornton, portal. Cornerback, Jordan Blackman, portal. Cornerback, AJ Hamilton, portal. Linebacker, Deontay Hunter, portal. Wide receiver, Daquan Stanley, portal. This one, Gunnar Smith hits the portal and he heads, of all places, he heads to UCF. I mean, that's brutal. That's absolutely brutal. Uh, defense alignment, Clyde Pinder hits the portal defense alignment, Eddie Kelly. Uh, he heads out to the Georgia tech yellow jackets and Brett key uh, wide receiver. Sincere Brown is in the portal quarterback. Jordan Smith is also in the portal tight end. Chris Carter. All he does is catch touchdowns. He heads out to the two lane green wave of Willie Fritz. And this one was brutal R- running back. Brian Batty four-star transfer. According to 24 seven sports, he heads out to Hugh strip club freeze and the Auburn tigers uh, offensive lineman. Dustin hall heads out to Mike Elko and the Duke blue devils, uh, Xavier Weaver wide receiver from uh, USF a year ago, heads out to Deion Sanders in Colorado, Jaron Mangum, the running back uh, heads out to uh, reunites with Mel Tucker. Mangum was once at the Colorado Buffaloes with Mel Tucker. He's so he's heading to East Lansing to play for Sparty. Tight end Jackson Long sounds like a country musician. Heads out to Georgia Tech. Omarion Dollison at the wide receiver spot. He's in the portal. Kicker Spencer Schrader heads to the Irish of Notre Dame. Four-star wide receiver transfer Jimmy Horn also goes to the Colorado Buffaloes and Deion Sanders. Uh, wide receiver Holden Willis heads out to Rick Stockstill in the me- uh, Middle Tennessee Blue Raiders. This is a big loss here. Linebacker Antonio Greer heads out to Sam Pold Pork Pittman and the Arkansas Razorback. Safety Vincent Davis is also in the portal and quarterback Timmy McLean. This was last year, but he headed out to UCF last late last August. Those are the losses they've had within the past year. It's a lot of losses. A lot of losses. Uh, incoming though, let's see if they can win this thing because I think they did a really good job trying to to make up for all those all those losses. Um, wide receiver Naeem Simmons he- heading over from the 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 Wagner Vacuum Company in the FCS, the Seahawks. Um, running back Naquan Wright from the Florida Gators. That's a nice get for USF. Uh, tight end Weston Wolf. Oh shit! You sending the Wolf? Uh, he's coming in from uh, Mike Loxley in the Maryland Terrapins to uh, Tampa. Nice get there. Wide receiver Seth Jones from the Baylor Bears. I like that get as well. Uh, DJ Harris at the end spot coming over from the Texas Longhorns. North Dakota State running back uh, Dominic Ganella also coming in. Nice to get part of uh, you know they've been winning natties forever over there in the FCS reminder to subscribe to the FCS college football experience as well. Cause I host that uh, tight end Telgan Martin coming over from the flame and libs of Liberty. Uh, that's, that's a nice get there. Four star corner, Kendall Dennis from the Oklahoma Sooners coming in. That is a substantial get for Alex Galesh and the bulls defensive end Lloyd Summerall. No relation to Pat. Uh, he's coming in from the Florida Gators. The, they went out and got Derek Bowman from the Houston, uh, an offensive tackle from the Houston Cougars. Quarterback Bryce Archie coming in from the Coastal Carolina Chanticleers. Tennessee, remember Alex Galesh came over from Tennessee. 
Uh, their offensive tackle R.J. Perry making the move with him. Uh, nice get there, and then Emmanuel Hickman, a defensive end from East Carolina, disgusting. Uh, but uh, how about this one? Four-star linebacker transfer get Andrew uh, Matafa from the Utah Utes. That's a nice get. Kicker Brandon Farrell from the Virginia Cavaliers, the Wahoos, uh, and wide receiver Mike Brown Stevens from the Minnesota Golden Gophers, and then wide receiver Jaden Alexis from the Texas Longhorns, and finally, offensive lineman Zane Herring from the Florida State Seminoles. Whew, that's a lot of names I just rattled out. The question is. Do you think they won the portal or lost the portal? I mean, my first thought is I would have to say lost because it's very rare that you can land a new coach and just uh, you know just win the portal in in such a way. What I would say, like I know Dion, I would I would say Dion won the portal, but not not a lot of coaches. But I thought he did. I thought Galesh did a great job bringing in talent. Uh. I just don't know that I would say they if they won it, knowing they lose Batty, those wideouts, um, and a couple other guys that were key. Greer, the linebacker spot. Uh, but I, so I would say slight loss, not not a like a not like a domination, but uh, yeah. So let's talk about Alex Galesh because this is a guy that uh, he's only thirty nine years old. He's born in Russia. So uh, and he went to Ohio State, and then he was a uh, what I think he was a GA at Ohio State in the Trestle era. So he's got Jim Trestle ties, and then uh, he jumped on over to uh, Northern Illinois, and I think that was the Novak era, and then Tim Beckman with uh, Toledo, and and then he just kept working his way up. He was with Matt Campbell at Iowa State, um, then Josh Heupel with UCF, and then uh, you know obviously Heupel with Heupel at Tennessee. So he's got, you know, the art Bryles, Mike Leach philosophy there. Um, gonna bring in this this offense super fast, and it's gonna be fascinating to watch. Um, and I actually think this is a better like the Jeff Scott hire, I had red flags from the start. I I I I just didn't trust it all the way. Gilesh, I trusted a little bit more. I still think though, we never seen this guy be a head coach, so uh, could they have gotten better? I don't want to say like for sure, but I, I do think there's a few names out there that, but Galesh could be fantastic. I mean, he look what Tennessee and UCF and Iowa state have been doing since he's been there. They've been winning. So uh, perhaps this is the right guy for the job um, offensively a year ago. Like I said, this was not Galesh's offense. This was uh, Jeff Scott's. They were 67th in scoring offense. 27th in rush offense, 107th in total offense, 63rd. I'm sorry, 107th in passing offense, 63rd in total offense. The new OCs are Matt Merritt and Joel Gordon. Co-OCs. Uh, the defense a season ago was 129th, and this is what you need to circle for this year. 129th, the rush defense 128th, pass defense 123rd. Total defense was 130th. There was only 131 teams a year ago. That was the second worst defense in the nation. Uh, they went out and hired Todd Orlando, which is a, a hire I really like. I remember when Todd Orlando was at the Houston Cougars; they thought he did a decent job. Uh, so there is that. Uh, let's get to this offense, and, and let's try to project the way this offense will look. Jerry Bohannon, the former Baylor Bear, will be—I think—will be the starting quarterback um, when the season when the season kicks. Uh, against what you know, remember they opened the season at Western Kentucky in a nice non-con game. They have Byron Brown also, and and Bryce Archie behind him. So it, maybe it could be them, but I expect it to be Bohannon. He's a senior, he's experienced, and I think if you're Bohannon, you're seeing what happened with Hendon Hooker, and you're thinking, why why can't that be me? 
Hendon Hooker, what you know, was kind of struggling at Virginia Tech, and then boom! Look at him last year, Heisman. You know, had he not gotten injured, he might have won the Heisman. Uh, the running back position is going to be interesting because obviously, you know, they lose Batty, they lose Mangum uh, to Power Five schools, so you could tell they were talented there. Kelly Joyner appears to be the guy. A uh, little bit, you know, five nine to one eighty eight, but uh, I think he can, he's got some speed to him. Also, Naquan Wright. Uh, probably the two guys you can count on there. Uh, the, you know, Naeem Simmons penciled in to be a starter at the slot. Uh, the, the transfer from Wagner. They also have Sean Adkins, um, Quafe Brown. And look, this is one where I, I was shocked that he transferred out of North Carolina. I thought it was going to work out for him. He's penciled in to be a starter. They also have Yusef Terry, also tight end Jason Littlejohn penciled in with Weston Wolf to be the top tight ends there. They only returned four offensive starters, though, and that's Bohannon, Simmons, and we're counting Simmons, even though he started at Wagner. Uh, and then uh, two offensive linemen, left guard Donovan Jennings, and right tackle Darrell Bailey. Uh, so they definitely have the work cut, uh, cut out for them. At left tackle R.J. Perry should be a key addition, and and they're going the JUCO route on the right guard, and they're counting on sophomore Mike Lofton at the center spot. To do the damn thing because that that's what you circle the offensive line because I I do think the offense might be able to fly a little bit might be able to fly a little bit I like Brown I like the wideouts um, okay despite losing some key wideouts with you know Weaver and Horn I don't think it's I don't think it's horrible but uh, the offensive line obviously the biggest the biggest X factor here uh, defensively. They return nine starters, so you'll do like this. Well, it depends how you look at it. You're like, do we get? Are we are we glad to bring back nine on the defense that was the second worst in the nation? Um, and it's not necessarily all nine. They have like Amaris Brown, who's a transfer from Kansas State, and DJ Gordon uh, from Minnesota. Uh, it, but let's let's break it down a little bit. The defensive line break it out a new nose guard and Doug Blue Ellie. Uh, they returned three other starters though. Tramel Logan, Rashad Cheney, and Jason Vaughn. So that's good. The linebacking core, DJ Gordon comes in from Minnesota, as we alluded to. Um, he's got three starts in his career. J- uh, Jaden Curry at the nickelback spot, and they are counting on Jalen Schuler to jump up and play big. He played in 10 games a year ago. Uh, as I touched on, Jaden Curry, the nickelback, uh, both corners back. Amaris Brown, who was previously at Kansas State. Uh, ben Knox. They also have Christian Williams, who I think they like. Both safeties: Jalen Stokes, Logan Berryhill. They also have Matthew Hill. I mean, it, there's only one way to go on the defense side of the ball, and that's up. When you return that many, and I also think Todd Orlando is a solid coach. I think he's a veteran defensive coordinator. He was at what FAU a year ago. Previously, what Houston, Texas. I think he was at USC for a year with Clay Helton. Okay, I could buy into that. The kicker, uh, they brought in Brendan Farrell from Virginia. That'll be interesting to see how that works out. He was 15 of 21 uh, in Charlottesville. They have Andrew Stokes back at the punter spot. All right, look, we're going to go game by game on the schedule here because I I do think now, will the offense, let me answer this real quick. Will the offense be better than 63rd? I'm going to go out on a limb and say yes. I'm going to say they'll be right around that area, but I think they'll be better. The defense 130th. Yes. I think they will be better. So there's that. 
The question is, is can that, how many wins? And remember the AAC, UCF, Cincy, uh, Houston jumped to the big 12. So they add a slew of teams uh, from the CUSA and now they'd go to 14 teams. So the competition level might be a little bit easier for USF. We'll break it all down in a minute here. But before I do that, I want to tell you that the college football experience is brought to you by the sports gambling podcast, Patreon. Yes. Uh, sign up for the Patreon to get access to exclusive contests, including the NFL win totals contest with a thousand dollar first place prize. Besides the season long contest, they also have weekly uh, contests just for the patrons, plus a monthly SGP stories podcast, completely ad free and full of behind the scenes stories from SGPN. There's even a Discord channel just for the patrons. Only you could prevent corporate gambling people. Do your part and sign up today. Sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash Patreon. That's sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash Patreon. All right, we are back on the college football experience, and here we go. If you're watching on YouTube, YouTube.com/slash the college experience. Uh, and by the way, I host the FCS college football experience. This is the college football experience, so subscribe to both of those. I also host the college basketball experience. Really excited about the future of the basketball program with their with you know some key additions and a nice hire. Uh, so we're going to talk we, so when the season tips and basketball, I'll be here every single night of the season. So check us out. Also the college baseball experience. We come together as one on YouTube, youtube.com slash the college experience. And we have the big 12 experience which is a brand new big 12 pod. You should be checking out. Also check out the sports gambling podcast as they go through all 32 NFL teams. Uh, all right, look last year, you look and say they had a three point loss at the swamp, almost won that game. They had a four point loss at Cincy. Damn. Those are some close games there. Uh, and then they pretty much got their ass whooped in every other game. No, it's kept it within seven to UCF and also six within Tulsa. So maybe not as bad as you think when you say this team was one and 11, you look right now, hopefully if you're watching on YouTube, uh, youtube.com slash the college experience, you see the win total shout out to cam Kerr doing the graphics here. Four games is the win total. Remember, step down in competition in a way because a lot of CUSA teams come in. Galesh comes in on a unit that might have been more talented than people think. Week one, as I alluded to, they head to Bowling Green, Kentucky to take on Western Kentucky. Now, who's really good? Austin Reed back at the quarterback spot. You got to favor Western Kentucky, but I mean, take the over. I know we got the running clock going in college football, but man, this offense is my fly. Uh, So I will have Western Kentucky one and zero. And then this is a very interesting FCS game they have here: Jeremy Mosa and uh, Willie Simmons, the old Clemson quarterback, doing a great job at Florida A and M. Mosa was a former Vanderbilt starting quarterback and. Oh man, this is a sneaky game in Tampa. Taking on Florida AM. I'll tell you this, Alex, Alex Galesh needs to have stuff going right. Because if not, Florida AM can beat you. They can beat you. They played very good at North Carolina uh, a season ago with like 40 players out. And that is a dangerous game. They're my I'm I have them projected to be in the celebration bowl. So uh once again, subscribe to the FCS College Football Experience. But let's just say they win that one. Even though I think that's a game, I think that is a game. Uh, week three, the Alabama Crimson Tide come to town, and this is only the type of uh, away game that Alabama would play. Is one where they know they could probably have the home field environment in an NFL stadium. So yeah, one and two. And then there's that terrible track record. I don't know if you guys have paid attention to this teams that play Alabama the next week. Normally, 
normally lose. So that makes this game a lot more interesting because JT Daniels, who's like 39 years old, is the starting quarterback for the Rice Owls. I'll be honest. I, I'm going to continue to 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 buy into that trend, even though do I think USF could beat Rice 100%? But Rice was a bowl team a year ago. I will say one and three in their first four. Potentially two and two. Um, and now on September 30th, they head to Annapolis, Maryland. <sighs> this is a really tough one. To t- they take on the Navy midshipmen who no longer can run the option with those ridiculous uh, NCAA rules that really make the game more dangerous than it does safe. Uh, Navy, it's gonna. I I don't know what to expect from Navy this year. They're a true mystery team. All the service academies really. I'll favor Navy, Brian Newberry, brand new head coach. But I mean, I think it's a winnable game for USF too. There's a lot of winnable games here. So you could really be wrong on the over or the under here because a lot of 50, 50 games on the schedule. Uh, the very next week, they're taking on another mystery team and Trent Dilfer, who's never coached at any level of college Unbelievable, shocking hire in Birmingham. I'll tell you this. Okay. They're at Navy on September 30th. They're at UAB on October 7th. They're home to Florida Atlantic, who I kind of like. Tom Herman, the new head coach there, bringing in Casey Thompson. And they're at UConn, taking on friend of the program, Jim Mora. I, they'll get one to me somewhere in there. Give me one somewhere in there. That'll put them at two wins heading into the bye on October 28th. They come out of the bye and they're heading to the Liberty Bowl to take on the Memphis Tigers kind of high on Memphis this year. So I think Memphis probably gets it done. Then they're home to the temple owls. And this is, this is a game where I'm fascinated by watching this game because temples offense with Kurt Warner's son, EJ Warner. I think it's going to be a shootout here. Then they had the very next week they're at UTSA and then home to Charlotte, the Charlotte 49ers and Biff Pogey. I kind of think there's a three to four win team, but I, let me, let me build you a case on them having a great first season. They beat Florida a They beat rice. They win at Navy. That's three wins right there. Uh, we don't know what to expect from UAB. So let's say they win that four, four wins, the Florida Atlantic game. I would favor Florida Atlantic, but it's certainly possible. They can grab their fifth win there. Then temple six, Charlotte seven. They could win seven games folks, but I think three and nine, excuse me, three and nine is most likely maybe four and eight. And I will ride the under on the South Florida bulls. They might've got the right guy. It's going to be interesting to see how he can do in year one. Uh, I think they might've got the right guy. So uh, be patient and we'll see. And look, if you, if you went from, this is almost like the Dion thing. If you go from one to three or one to four, I think you got to be happy with the progress. Uh, So I cannot wait. It's going to be fascinating to watch. And uh, yeah, all right. So I'm on the under. Look, before I get out of here, uh, I had a chance to sit down with Michael Barker to talk about his experiences down the Tampa and uh, Raymond James Stadium. So, with no further ado, and Michael Barker, by the way, is College Football Campus Tour, if you don't know, on Twitter. So, you got to check out this interview. Uh, this guy's been to every stadium. So, uh, with no further ado, here is that interview. Joining me on the college football experience, South Florida Bulls USF 2023 season preview is none other than Michael Barker, AKA college football campus tour. 
Uh, yes, you got to give him a follow at CFB Campus Tour. You will not be disappointed because it's the it is the the best Twitter page for college football, in my opinion. Michael has been to every single FBS stadium, all 133 of them. He's been to a lot of the FCS, a lot of D two, D three. Just documents all of his travels throughout the college football year, which is crazy because he goes to like five, six, seven games a week. He went to three games on one Saturday, I think, last year. It was just unbelievable follow. You got to follow him. And uh, Michael, I appreciate you hopping on the show to talk a little uh, South Florida football and, and Raymond James stadium. Yeah. Thank you. You know, we don't like NFL stadiums, but there's a good ending to this story. So we get to talk about that. Yeah. So, I mean, we prefer games on campus. I, I, you know, every once in a while you'll see some power schools schedule an away game like Oklahoma at Tulsa which, you know, people will say, Oh, they're challenging themselves in, in the non-con. Like a lot of the, the other power fives that are middle of the road. Like you see NC state play at UConn uh, to start the season this year, or, you know, last year they were at ECU, which kudos to them, but you never really see the big boys. Uh, you know, you never see Ohio state playing at Western Kentucky Well, Alabama is playing at South Florida, but it's one of these tricky games because they know that it's a pro stadium that's far away from campus. So they can pack the place with tide fans. But you know, so we like it on campus because it's a little, a little sneaky. But I don't know, uh, South Florida—they've been playing here for a while. They've had some success at this stadium before. It's been a little bit, but uh, tell me about the history of this stadium and uh, and how many times you've been there, man. So open in '98 when the you know the the Bucks left the uh, the big sombrero, Tampa Stadium, home of the Tampa Bay Bucks, sixty-five thousand seat capacity. Um, I, I know you're an ECU fan, and I was thinking this is the only stadium with a pirate ship, and maybe it shouldn't be the only stadium with a pirate ship. Amen. Uh, Amen. Yeah, yeah. you can <laughs> take that idea. But I uh, hosted the 2016 national championship where Clemson beat Alabama 35-31. Uh, it is the site of one of the, one of the most memorable games. It was the 2017 War of I-4. That was 49-42. Uh, uh, there was the game before Mackenzie Milton got hurt, but it was a literal track meet. Quinton Flowers, 503 yards, four touchdowns. Uh, Milton, 373 yards, four touchdowns. And those were great USF teams. So uh, we, like you said, they've, they've had success in their history. And the reason that we could say there's a good ending to the story is there's been approval of plans for a $340 million new on-campus stadium. And the target date is the opener of the 2026 season. And if you go online and you look at the renderings, it looks beautiful. It looks amazing. It fits with, you know, what you would think of for a Florida stadium vibe. And, you know, if you have to play in an NFL stadium to get your program on the map and, and lead towards this and, and the end game is uh, like San Diego state opening their own stadium, that would be amazing. So, um, you know, a couple more years being a tenant and then maybe have one of the best G five stadiums out there that could propel them into P five realignment talks as well. Yeah. I mean, I'm looking at the renderings right now. It looks fantastic. It looks absolutely amazing. Even when you go out for the bigger shot further back, there's like, it looks like it's like in a swamp or something. And like, there's a bunch of trees. It's fantastic. Uh, you know, so cheer. So, you know, we can hope we can, we can cheers to that because on campus is where college football games should be played. I will argue this to the day I die, you know, sure. Okay. Red river shootout. Okay. Maybe I'll give that one a pass. Army Navy. I'll give that one a pass, but every other game should be on campus. In my opinion, play the games on campus. It's awesome that they're building a stadium there. 
Uh, and yeah, I mean, uh, I mean, this is, this is what's missing. Probably they probably sitting there looking at UCF and saying, man, they've seen them come so, so far. Why can't that be us? I think this could be the reason why. Uh, so yeah, I mean, uh, how many times have you been to Raymond? You, you went there way. I, you, uh, you answered that for, you went to a couple games, right? Well, I went to one game and I just want to branch off what you're saying. You know, you talk about Miami and you know, they, they don't have an on-campus stadium. And a lot of that has take, you know, it's a 40 minute drive, 20 miles from campus. And so it could sap some of the enthusiasm, especially from the students. So for USF to be able to survive and sustain while, you know, a younger program, much younger than Miami. So uh, if, they, if they can get rewarded and make it here, it's a huge accomplishment. We know that real estate in Florida is not easy to come by in a lot of places. So um, I'm hoping that this all comes together. I do have a policy I've mentioned on the show before is going to the opener. So I hope that I can. Um, the only game that I've been at Raymond James was a weeknight game uh, during COVID, uh, reduced capacity, it was a 42 to 13 loss to um, to Tulsa. Um, I do plan on waiting to go back probably until the new stadium opens. So a couple more uh, years. There's something I, I've told a story. It's just a small little thing. There was somebody that followed me on Twitter and they wanted to meet me at the game. And you know, we were sending DMs back and forth. And I said, where are you? And they said, meet me at the pirate ship. And I've never got a text that said for me to meet anybody at a pirate ship. <laughs> kind of funny. Yeah, but, uh, that's... <laughs> yeah. It doesn't necessarily match with USF Bulls, but it made for a good story. So hopefully uh, either, you know, get another chance at Raymond James or uh, ideally wait out for the 2026 grand opening of their new stadium. Amen. Love that, man. And look, I, I would do the same as much as, you know, Raymond James has been the home and they've had some nice wins there on stadium or on campus stadium is what I want. So folks, uh, yeah, I uh, look, but if you're, you're a college football fan, you're in the Tampa area, get out to Raymond James, get out to wherever you can support college football. It's the best. Uh, Michael, I appreciate you hopping on the show and folks remember to support the best on the interwebs. All right. To quote the great George W uh, at CFB campus tour, <laughs> Michael does amazing work. And I think you would appreciate it. If you like college football, you will appreciate his page. I'm just going to go ahead and say that Michael, I thank thank you for hopping on the show, man. And have a wonderful night. You too. Thanks for calling. appreciate it. Uh, yeah, that's great. I, I, I didn't necessarily mean to say the great George W, but Hey, that's subjective, but uh, he was great for giving us sound bites. All right, sound bites. But look, folks, I love this on on campus stadium. That is what I'm talking about. That's the way college football needs to get these neutral site games out of college football. Please, please see Michigan State taking on Penn State and Fords to get this shit out of here. We don't want it. Uh folks, that does it. Remember, I'm breaking down all 133 teams. Every single team in the land will have a podcast by the time the season kicks. All right, we're already deep into it. So Go check out all the other teams, all the other conference previews we've done at the college football experience. Give us a five-star review on iTunes and uh, check out the FCS college football experience, the college basketball experience, the college baseball experience, the big 12 experience. We come, those are all separate podcasts. We come together as one on YouTube, youtube.com slash the college experience. Subscribe, check out the sports gambling podcast. They're already talking Buccaneers, Jaguars, dolphins, all that good stuff as they go through all 32 NFL teams. And, uh, 32 episodes, 32 NFL teams. We just dropped a Randy cross was just on the show. Former super bowl champ. Go listen to that. Also Phil Steele came on talking college football with us. 
Go listen to these episodes, guys. All right, get the SGPN app. It's free to download in the App Store and Google Play Store. And come talk ball with us in the Discord, sportsgamblingpodcast.com. Slash. Uh, I hear there's rumors on the uh, internets. Sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash Discord. There's a lot of rumors over there. Get on over there, folks. This is the college football experience. USF running with the bowls, baby. You better start thinking about yours. And we out of here. Run and shoot.